0: This book is in line with, uh, how the rich people think by Steve Siebel. And it's another book by Steve Siebel that kind of talks about this, the comparison of, you know, our thoughts and how the wealthy, super wealthy I actually think, which is totally different. And I, and I, I used to say this all the time that when I, um, started reading books at the age of 28, 29, I realized that it was a different verbiage being said in, in one culture and a different verbiage and another. You know, we call it really zip codes. Good morning everybody, it's Tony Fleming. This is our 8 a.m. Eastern book club call. We do this call every Saturday morning. And we talk about a particular book. We call it the book of the moment because we rarely read the book within a month. Matter of fact, we said we're going to read this one within a month. At least I said that. And we, we're we in the second month now. So probably going on third month almost. So we should have a new book pretty soon that I'm going to announce. But we're still reading the 10 distinctions between millionaires and the middle class. This book is in line with uh how the rich people think by steve siebel and it's another book by steve siebel that kind of talks about this the comparison of you know our thoughts and how the wealthy super wealthy actually think which is totally different and I, and I i used to say this all the time that when i um started reading books at the age of 28 29 i realized that it was a different verbiage being said in in one culture and a different verbiage and another. We call it really zip codes. I think it's a book out now that talks about that, uh, that, you know, the zip codes you came from has a lot to do with who you are now, which is interesting. I had a little debate with a lady on social media about that. I mean, she really got fired up and, and she started talking about, well, I, I, I didn't, that wasn't me. And, you know, I know a few other people came from my area and we and our life has changed. We've done so much, and I said, "Lady, that's that is great. I mean, that's super." And I'm so glad that happened for you. But if you notice the words you said, you know a few compared to it's so many that didn't get to where you are. And a lot of it has to do with the things that they heard, the things that they said, things were that were being said around everywhere. So we discussed it for a few minutes and she kind of calmed down, but she just didn't want to, she just didn't want to admit to the numbers. I'm like, you talking about 95 to 97% in those areas. And you know, for those certain zip codes are going to do the exact same thing that the people before them did. So in the wealthy zip codes, those people are going to do the same thing. And the poor, when I'm talking about finances, I'm not talking about the exact same job or the exact same, you know, whatever. We're talking about finances because it all has to do with your thoughts and your thoughts create your actions and your actions create your life, pretty much your finances and everything. So what kind of actions are we taking? What kind of thoughts do we have? That's that's the reason we started the book club years ago. We actually started the book club years ago to and along with the mindset calls that we were doing at that time we were just doing it on thursday nights i think we had a book club on wow i can't i think it was book club on one night and then the mindset call on thursday nights then we took the mindset call to every day of the week in the book club on saturday and then as of about two years ago we went to three days a week for the mindset call but i think i'm not i don't think i'm sure That we're going to start, well, I'm going to start posting on Tuesdays and Thursdays a mindset call. It won't be live. It won't be something that that do live like we do on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. But it's going to be some calls that I start doing. You know, a lot of times I'm I'm here and I have a lot of thoughts on my mind. And I'm going to turn my microphone on and we're going to record it. And so on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I will be posting those around the same time that we do the call. Just just saying that now so I can get on top of it, put it out publicly because I've been thinking about it for I don't know how long and hadn't done it. But now since I said it, let's say, so let it be written, so let it be done. So let it be written, so let it be done. So that will be coming soon. Again, we're going to have a new book pretty soon that we're going to announce. What else do we have to announce this morning? Let me think. I think that's pretty much it so we're gonna we're gonna get started with the book club in about what a minute and 10 seconds we're gonna do this first though Warren Buffett once said the more you learn the more you earn Warren Buffett one of the wealthiest humans on the planet is famous for reading more than five hours every day Bill Gates reads one book per week Mark Cuban three hours a day Oprah well she's just obsessed with books notice a common theme here successful people never stop learning you're trying to get your freedom you trying to learn how to read you trying to escape Uh Uh-uh. it's Saturday and it's 8 a.m. folks it's that time time for the 8 a.m. blog talk book club let's go folks it's time to stimulate the mind time to hear thought-provoking words when we read your imagination improves you become smarter it reduces the stress Yes, that's right. It reduces the stress. Let's go, folks. Okay, I'm going to start this morning... Would probably my favorite chapter of the book first of all again let me announce the book the 10 distinctions between millionaires and middle class keith cameron smith and my favorite chapter in the book is four where it says millionaires believe they must be generous the middle class believes it can't afford to give all right. The millionaires believe they must be generous. The middle class believes it can't afford to give. Now, what's interesting about that is it's probably the opposite when it comes to millionaires or what most people think about a millionaire. You know what? Most people think that they're not giving like that. They're not, you know, doing those things It's almost like the the poor gives more. So it says one day I was in a sub shop buying myself lunch. A man about 19 years old, served me. The total came to just under $5. I paid him with a $10 bill. And when he handed me the five bills and some change, I put the coins in my pocket and handed him the $5 bill. Here, this is for you, I said. For a second, he looked confused. Then he said, are you serious, man? I can get the whole $5? Yes, I said. Holy crap, he explained. He couldn't believe it. His response was to my giving only $5 was amazing. See, the wealthy guy's, you know, only $5, but to to some people, that's a lot. I mean, that's a lot. That's like, wow. His response was to my giving only $5, amazing. About a week later, I returned to the same sub shop. This time, an older woman served me. My bill was almost $8. So I paid her with a $20 bill. When she gave me the change, I kept a couple of dollars and gave her a $10 bill. Here is this for you, I said. She said, for real? Yes, I said, God bless you. She then emphatically said, hallelujah. I guess in this day and time, some people say, won't he do it? Her response made me smile as I walked out the front door. I couldn't have bought anything for 5 or $10. That gave me that pleasure and joy from her from their reactions. Now that statement there is so true. I mean, when you give from your heart and you and and people react to it, now that's another thing too. You know, you do want people to react to it. And a lot of times, some people don't react to it. And a lot of times some people do. But if the reaction is not there, especially when you give, sometimes you might be like, oh, okay. Well, give me my money. You know how you Open a door from somebody and you know, you're looking for them to say thank you and they just walk right on through. <laughs> like, all right. Uh, did you see me just open this door for you lady or gentleman, whoever it is, you know, what I'm saying, uh, you know, but you know, I, what I've learned to realize is that people have so much on their mind and it, it sometimes is not intentional. Sometimes it is, but by me working on myself on a daily basis, I've learned to not look at that as what we would call a dis or just disrespect. For me, opening the door or going out of my way to do that for you to walk in as if I'm supposed to do that. That's not the case. Anytime somebody hold a door for me, I don't care if I'm coming from the gas pump to go in the store. I don't care if it's a man or woman, anybody else. I said thank you, sir, or I'll say you know appreciate it, or it depends on if it's a, a kid, you know I might say whatever language that they use at the time that you know to show respect for doing that, and the, you know you can, you can get a good feeling just from doing that. But giving and people responding to the giving is is is, is great. But again, I've learned to whether they respond or not. Just to understand, I'm giving from my heart. You know, I've told the story where, well, I can't can't tell a, a whole long story, but pretty much the money was accidentally sent to my home, hundred dollars for a graduation gift, and the person lived, you know, two or three blocks up, two or deep, two or three subdivisions up. I went out of my way to try to figure out where they were to call these different numbers, and I still, I think I said this the last time. I even paid for the white pages which is crazy $1.99 to um, I had to subscribe to just to try to find the person name that was on the envelope. And, you know, I looked the other day, I'm still paying that $1.99. <laughs> I'm still paying. That was two years. That was doing COVID. It was the beginning of COVID. And I went out of my way to find the person, put the hundred dollars on the steps in their house. I mean, the front door, I uh, left a number, didn't get a call. Nobody called and said, thank you. I'm thinking, oh, I went out of my way for that. I know they received it because the, the the lady who <clears throat> who gave me the address for sure, I called her while I was there and I said, nobody's answering the door, so I'm gonna leave it right here. She said, well, I'll check and make sure. So I know if they didn't receive it, she probably would have called me. <laughs> But I did leave them a number to say, I know I'm just doing like what I would have done if somebody left that for me. But you have to realize too, you know, as we grow and you work on yourself, you have to be reading, you have to be doing, because in order for you to change in your life, it has to go, it has to come from your eye gate, your ear gate. I think it's the nose gate, the smell. And the, okay, is the eye, ears. And those, I think, is it those the three? Because he talks about that in Proverbs. But you have to be doing certain things to better yourself so that, you know, you don't take things personally when, you know, when things like that happen. So she said then, in fact, like, hallelujah. Like he said, her her response made me smile. And I walked out the front door, couldn't have bought anything For five or $10 that gave me the pleasure I enjoyed from that reaction. You know, I remember this had to be, I'm going to date myself here. This had to be 1998. Was it 98? Something like that. So I was in Memphis and I was a part of a company that paid daily. Now that company eventually went out of business. I think it lasted about three years and I got every penny out of it that I could until they went out of business. Then companies used to shut the doors and go out of business. Now they just kind of stay open and just milk you forever they can get until it just drains all the way out. But before companies would realize I don't have the money to do this and they would shut the doors and it'd be over with. But this company probably had been in existence for about a year at that time. And it was a company that you knew, at least I knew, probably would not going to stay because it was just too many things happening in that company. Especially the way we were paid out and the money that we was making in the first year, second year and all that. It's like you, you might as well expect something. I'm sure maybe a new person did, but I was expecting at any day that I might get that phone call, which I did. But during that time I was rolling. I mean, the company was rolling. We were rolling. I remember sitting in the Peabody hotel in Memphis. My partner was with me, um, we had ordered lunch. And at that time you had to, if you wanted to check your account or check your back office, it wasn't a website. You had to go to a pay phone and dial the an 800 number because the cell phones were just coming out and everybody really didn't have a cell phone. So I remember going to the pay phone dialing the 800 number and coming back to the table with a smile on my face like the Kool-Aid man. And my partner Dolan, He had had went to Jackson State with me and he was living in Memphis. And so he was a part of the the business too. So Dolan looked at me and he said, man, why are you grinning like that? I said, I just checked my numbers in the back office. And you gotta understand this company was paying daily. That's the one I I mentioned to y'all before when my mother called me because I had put my mother in the business and I was working the business under her. (laughs) And she called me and said, Ooh, you got to get me out of this. Something ain't right. Cause the company was paying daily. And so she was getting a hundred dollars a check a day, $200 a check a day, $400 a check a day. And the bank told her something was wrong with that. Then the grocery store, she's go up there and cash it. Something was wrong with that. <laughs> she was so scared. So I had to take her name out the system, put mine and then figure out how to get the money to her. Uh, I had to put mine in as a, as a uh, business and then figure out now she didn't mind taking the cash if I <laughs> but those checks she didn't want to go anywhere because they were just coming so fast. But I remember, you know, checking my account and it was like fifteen hundred or two thousand dollars came in that day. And then the day before, it was about the same, you know, and those checks were mailed out. So you start, you know, and I was out of town. When the waitress came back to the table, I think our meal was like, Forty dollars, and I was paying for it. And when she had, she, I gave her a tip of a hundred dollars. <laughs> the lady looked at the thing. She says, "Huh?" I say, "Yeah." She said, "Now you see what was for?" I said, "Yeah." She said, "What? Why are you giving me this hundred dollars?" I don't know what I said. I can't remember what I said to her, but. I know she went in the back and you can hear another person back there scream. (laughs) She screamed. And I and I know it probably was a few thinking that wasn't going to go through. Man, that man, that man card ain't going to go through with that. (laughs) So it went through and she came back out and gave me my receipt and all that. And she said, who are you? And my partner, Dolan, was a comedian. You'd think I was a comedian. He was more of a comedian. <laughs> he, he told her, you really don't want to know. You, you know, she, he said, lean over and tell you something. You really don't want to know. Just accept 100. Be quiet about it. Go on <laughs> <to> enjoy yourself. Because <laughs> this guy, he has nothing to play with. And I really wouldn't want him, I wouldn't want him to be a friend or anything like that. Because... He's here for, <laughs> he was going to detail like I was a mafia guy. So like I was coming there to do a hit or something. Oh, that was hilarious. But I still remember giving her that $100, which was really nothing compared to the money I had made in those couple of days And I was there. In hindsight, I probably wouldn't have given her $100. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. I, I just, but being generous has a feeling um like no other, especially if somebody gives you back feeling that you really want, like she gave it back to me. Now I don't know what would have happened <clears throat> if I get that lady a hundred dollar tip on a $40 bill and she didn't say anything. I don't, I don't know <laughs> if I'd have went back there to the kitchen, uh, lady, you, did you see I gave you a hundred dollars and she would have said, Hmm. No, no, no. I want to make sure you understand. I gave you a tip of a hundred dollars, and if she had said yes, sir, I understand. You know, you can't be back in this kitchen. <laughs> I probably would say, "Give me that receipt back. Let me do something." <laughs> but fortunately, she gave me the response. Feeling you get from that, unreal at least for me, some of you all might not, but I know for me, it is. So he says, being generous is fun. It feels great when you give from the heart. I have given total strangers money on numerous occasions and will continue to do so throughout my life. It's a good habit to be generous, to make sure money never controls you. I once had a spiritual leader tell me uh, of a test you can do to use if you possess your money or your or it possesses you the test, give it away. If you can do that, then you possess your money. If you can't, then your money possesses you. So are you one of those ones, and this is not in the book, but hate giving money away, hate helping people, hate donating. Now, there are some things I don't do, and I'm not going to say which ones, and I don't donate like that, but it's some things I do. So I don't know if that's something that a person just who doesn't give sticks with that across the board, or you might decide just to give. I've seen some people just say they're gonna give to the church. I, look, that's your. That's what. That's if that's how you feel. Then that's how you feel. I can't judge you. I used to. I used to because when I would just give to the church. And, 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 no, I've never just given to the church i've always given to other people also but i remember when i did give a whole lot there was people looking at me and saying crazy stuff which that's that's a a thing that i had to understand and i have to and i hope people can understand some of the things i say now from my experiences that i've had so understanding let me move on from that topic there because <laughs> that can get kind of so more stories. He said, one time I was driving down one of the main streets in town. It was about 9 p.m. It was rainy and there was a chill in the air. I passed a young woman walking on the side of the road. I'm not in the habit of picking up strange women, but I felt bad for her having to walk in the cold rain. I turned my truck around, went back to ask if she needed a ride. She accepted, got in the front seat, besides me i asked her where she was headed and she told me it was quiet for a few seconds then she asked can i touch you i had picked up a prostitute i laughed and said no you can't touch me with a frightened voice she said you're a cop aren't you people don't pick me up and don't touch me (laughs) that was me saying that that's not in the book I laughed again and said, no, I'm I'm not a cop. Then why won't you let me touch you? I showed her my wedding ring and said, because I'm a very happily married man. She, she sincerely apologized and asked, look, if I give you some money, will you not go out on the streets tonight? That's what I told her. So he said, if I give you some money, will you not go out on the streets tonight? She immediately replied, yes, definitely. I asked her what made her feel like she had to resort to prostitution to make money the tone of her voice dropped when she answered i have two small children at home and i have to get groceries for them my mom is watching them for me right now i sensed she was telling me the truth so i offered to take her to the grocery store to buy whatever she needed she is she is she instantly accepted when we were in the grocery store she seemed reluctant to put anything in the cart She chose a couple of items like milk and bread, and I asked, what else do you need? She didn't know what to say, so I suggested, what about some peanut butter and jelly or cereal? She agreed. I also picked up some cookies and a few other items. The total was a bit over $40. She thanked me several times, and when we were in the parking lot, we got back in my truck, and I asked her where she lived. She lived in a trailer park about three miles from where I had picked her up. When we pulled up to the trailer, I noticed a lady standing in the doorway. Young woman jumped out of my truck and shouted, Mom, Mom, I met this guy and he went and bought groceries. Now the kids can have milk in the morning. Then she said, and he loves his wife. Let me tell you, her mother stepped a little further out of the doorway and asked me, are you an angel? Well, maybe I replied. The Young woman handed the bags of groceries to her mom to take inside and said, thank you several more times. She was about to step inside herself. I'm sorry. Yeah, she was about to step inside herself when I said, wait a minute, come here. I have something else for you. She came over to me and I gave her a hundred dollars. She didn't know what to say. I said, here's some money for groceries for later this week. Have a good night. She thanked me yet again. I got back in my truck and headed home. There are so many opportunities for us to be generous every day. Being generous is a sure way to be happy and being greedy is a sure way to be miserable. Another story. And I was thinking about this the other day. Um, You know, because you're supposed to give without anything in return, you know, I, but I don't expect cash back, but I'm always expecting, you know, some kind of joy from that. And I shouldn't expect that but I am human. So I do expect that sometimes. But my point is there's a there's a BP gas station that I go to a lot. Uh, it's not like right in my neighborhood, but it's on the way home. And so I like going there. Don't know in particular, because I'm not that guy that believes in, you know, the more money you spend on gas, the better gas you get. I just don't, You know, I think it's two or three companies that make all the gas and they divvy it out to other companies and they put their name on it and and the way they sell it is the way they sell it. So I don't know. And that's just my opinion. Some of y'all like, man, no way. I only put such and such gas in my car. I can't put nothing else is all I do. Well, more power to you then. If that's how you feel, hey, if you like it, I love it. But I'm just saying for me, it was, it was probably about more of the people that work in the store. And I see them often and we kind of nod. And one lady at the BP, she always has a little trivia question that I noticed she asked me more than anybody else. There'd be other people in line, but I, she, she always come up with some little trivia TikTok question, which means that either she's, I don't know, figured me out or maybe overheard me talking to somebody in the store. I don't know, but I enjoy when she gives me that little question. I never told her that, but we kind of have fun with it. Back to the book, he says, I know I didn't solve that young woman's problem by handing her the 100 and giving her groceries and all that for the long term, but who knows what might've happened at her to her that night. Something could have happened bad, but I picked her up. So one reason I write books and teach seminars on success is to give people the knowledge they can use to make a long-term improvement if they choose. So although I have many other stories about generosity, I will share just two more with you. <laughs> One day I was sitting in my truck at the park next to Halifax River. I don't know what city this is in. My dad was with me and we were discussing a business idea. I had a, a, about another, uh, furniture store. And while we were talking about different possibilities, I noticed a young, Black man sitting in the, um in an old beat up car. Hmm. I wonder the emphasis of the black man has to do, but let's see. Next to us, <laughs> he was blaring, you know, music was bouncing off the wall in the car. It was, you know, he was playing that hip hop stuff and that's not in the book, folks. <laughs> he did not say that. Can <laughs> you turn <tearing> that? <laughs> that that he did not say that he's saying he was staring off into his face and appeared to be in deep thought i felt an urge to give him a hundred dollars when my dad and i were done talking i got out of my truck and walked over to his car his window was down and i said excuse me he was startled and looked up at me before i could before he could say anything i said i just want to give you and say god bless you he looked at a hundred dollar bill, slowly took it, but didn't say a word. He was speechless. I felt awkward. I said, well, God bless you. As I took a step away from the car, he said, wait a minute. I stepped back up to the window and he said, I was just sitting here reading this book. I hadn't noticed the book in my, in the hands. He turned it over so I could see the title. It was a small book titled, The Creative Power of God. I smiled once again. Well, God bless you. He didn't say anything in response. So I got back in my truck and left. Once again, I know I didn't solve his problems for long term, but who knows what he was thinking. Maybe he had prayed for something and the $100 was sign for him. The point of the story is be generous. Not all millionaires are generous, but the happy ones are. Most millionaires believe in the law of sowing and reaping. They see money as a seed. Millionaires know that if they are generous, they will receive more in return. Now, not all millionaires, again, are generous. Millionaires are not only good givers, though. They also are good receivers. They have a very different belief about receiving than the middle class, especially them wealthy mega preachers. They love receiving. (laughs) All right, he didn't say that. He did not say that in the book. He did not say that. (laughs) Somebody else said it. So they have a different belief about receiving than the middle class. Yes, they do. (laughs) They believe they deserve to receive because, uh, I don't know, they are generous. In my experience, people in the middle class have a hard time. Man, they have a hard time receiving. I believe it's because they don't feel they deserve it. How can they if they are not generous? <laughs> well, the mega pastors don't have that problem. <laughs> they feel they deserve their money, your money, and anybody else who wants to come in. <laughs> I digress. Lord forgive me. Uh, I'm sorry. I won't, I promise I'm not going to say anything else. Now, one more story. My wife and I were at a conference in Charlotte, North Carolina. It was about 1130 PM. Our meet ended and we were hungry. We drove around and found a Domino's pizza parlor in a small strip mall. Now I'm going to say this. I'm sure some people know this, but some of y'all are going to be totally shocked when I said this, when I say this and you don't believe it. I never Ever in my entire life had a pizza. Never, ever. People look at me, what? Are you crazy? You never had a pizza? No. They say, why? I said, because it looks like fried garbage. It's like they went into the garbage can, pulled out what was in the garbage, poured some of it on a little platter with some foil on it and stuck it in the oven. And it heated itself together while I was in the oven and came out. Ooh, yummy. That's why. Let us move on. <laughs> we drove around and found a Domino's pizza parlor in a small strip mall. I went in to order our pizza and came back out in the parking lot to wait for it. I was I was standing next to our car. My wife was in the car with the door open and we were listening to some music. A group of about eight young black men between the ages of 10 and 15 were walking down the sidewalk in front of the strip mall. Intuitively, I sensed they were going to start some trouble with me. Uh-oh, that's why he said it. I offered a quick thanks for God's protection in our lives. That, you know, it's it's amazing that somebody boldly put this in the book. Now, I know what he's gonna come back with I because I, I remember this. But when the boys got close to our car, one of the youngest in the group started to step off the sidewalk toward me. The oldest looking boy in the group grabbed his arm and said, no, man, don't. The boys walked a few more steps and turned around the corner of the strip mall into the side street. My wife saw the boys walk, but she didn't notice anything else. I asked if she thought we should offer to buy them pieces. She smiled and said, yeah. So I walked around the corner and the boys were about 20 yards away. The young one who was going to start trouble saw me and said, hey guys, look. Then he pulled a gun out his pants and pointed directly at my face. The oldest looking boy once intervened, grabbed the gun from him. And then he asked me, what do you want? A little shaken, I said, I want to buy you guys pizza if you want one. He said, really? I said, yeah. Why would you want to buy us pizza? He asked. I responded just to do something nice for you do you want one? He said, yeah. And they all walked toward me and I asked what kind they wanted. It went went side the order. While I was inside. The boys asked my wife if I was a cop and was I trying to bust them? She said, no. They also asked her why I wanted to buy them pizza. She explained that we like to be generous. I came out and at that point, he pulled out his gun and he said, well, be more generous then. I said I wasn't gonna do that again, but I, I, you know, I had I walked right into that one, so I had to do that. I, I'm sorry. I take that back. I digress. He didn't say that. I'm sure one of them was thinking that. <laughs> See how generous you really are. Open that purse. <laughs> Give me them car keys. Let me get the pizza first. Then <laughs> y'all walk on. Man, I'm sorry. I don't know what's in me today, but while I was inside, the boys asked my wife, that, so I came out and waited with the boys while the pizza cooked. I talked with them about their hopes and dreams, though they didn't seem to have any. They were quiet and reserved and very thankful when the pizza was ready. I talked to them a few minutes about having faith for good things to happen to them. And then we said goodbye. Being generous is a witness to others of kindness and love. It benefits the giver as much as maybe even more the receiver. Millionaires believe they must be generous. The middle class believes it can't afford to give. Well, I would say you got lucky that day. (laughs) You should. Most people probably walking home (laughs) with no car, no purse and no clothes walking in the underwear. While trying to flag a cab. But you don't have your wallet. You don't have none of that. So, I think at that point, they were givers. I think they gave you a chance to get out of there. (laughs) Oh, God. I'm about to use this in my stand-up. You know, when I do my stand-up routines, you know, in some of the comedy clubs around Atlanta. I'm about to... (laughs) All right, let me stop. We done. That's all she wrote. The pen and the pencil broke.